We are on Yevamos Kufchof Aleph Omad Aleph 121a as we have two more weeks to go until we complete Mesachos Yevamos, this entire tractate. Uh, it's very, very exciting. And then we will move on to Mesachos Ksubis. We will, do, we will begin uh, the new Mesechta, the new tractate of Ksubis uh, in a little bit uh, over uh, two weeks. So we were in the middle of the Gemara, which was commenting on the Mishnah about... Um, how much time do you have to identify a body? And the first opinion of the Mishnah says you have three days. After they pass away, you have three days, you have up to three days to identify the body. Beyond that, so then the body decays, it changes uh, form, and so therefore you, it, we, won't, uh, we won't be able to trust uh, your um, recognition of this, of this body. Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, however, argues. He says, no, not everybody's the same. Some people, if, if uh, depending on their weight, so it could, uh, they could uh, decay faster, or not every place is the same. If it's sunnier, so then they change faster. If not all times are the same, uh, depending on the time, it could also, uh, you know, the place, the time, this, these all are major, major factors. The question is, is he coming to be lenient or is he coming to be stringent? Is he coming to be lenient to say that you have more than three days or is he coming to be stringent to say that you have less than three days? So that's the Gemara's opening question. Because he's saying you have less than three days or you have more than three days. Tashma, we have the following story of Daho Gavr de Tava Bekarmi. There was a certain person who drowned in a place called Karmi. They took him out of the water uh, near a place called Beis Adaya after three days. And what happened? So they said that they they allowed his wife to, to get married and it took place after three days. They recognized the body after three days. We have another case. There was a person who drowned in the river near Diglas, Vaskua, Girsha, Bistana, and they were able they took him out uh, by the bridge of Shabistana. Vantava Rava Rava allowed uh, this person's wife to, to remarry based upon the friend's testimony which took place after um, after three after five days sorry so we see that you have more than three days you have more than you have at least five days so who are they following I understand if you hold that Rabbi Mbava is coming to be lenient and to say that no it can't just be three days it's impossible to really determine for every single situation. Therefore, we could be lenient. It could be more than three days. So it makes sense that they're following Rabbi Yudah ben Bava. But if, if, if Rabbi Yudah ben Bava is coming to be stringent and say you even, even have less than three days, so then it doesn't fit with anybody. It doesn't fit with Rabbi Yudah ben Bava who says you have less than three days. It doesn't fit with the first opinion of the mission who says you have only three days. So who does it? It can't fit with anybody. So the says, no, maybe this is different. Shiny Maya did some see. Water is different. Uh, because since it uh, it contracts, it contracts the body and it prevents it from taking a, a, a new shape, a new form. And so therefore, as long as it's in water, if it's in water, so then uh, you'll have a longer time period. That's what uh, that's what the Gemara says. Now, how long do you have? So that we'll see, we'll see in the Gemara, and that uh, this is not this is not so simple. How much time do you have? Uh, essentially, <coughs> there's a discussion if you have. More than five days, or because the last case that we had was five days, it was a max five days, so maybe you only have five days. Um, so there, there seems to be a dispute about that amongst the commentators. 
The Gemara then says, Oh, Ba'amris Maya Marzumaka. We had earlier on uh, a recording from last week, it says that uh, the water actually aggravates a wound. It makes it worse. It makes a wound worse, seemingly that it, it also impacts uh, what it looks like it, it, uh, because of the wound. So the Gemara says, Yeah, that's true. It's true. If there's an actual wound there, so then if it stays in water, the water is going to make it so much worse. And it will also impact the form and what it looks like. But if there's no wound there, and it's just a body in water, so then it will keep the form. It will maintain the form, and therefore you have more than three days. And the Gemara then, then concludes, the Gemara then says, but um, after it comes out of water, it's not like you have another three days after it comes out of the water. Uh, that's, uh, that's not true. Um, the, the idea is that after it comes out of the water, so then you only have a short amount of time till it really starts to change. It takes a lot, a lot quicker than three days. Uh, and so I believe the Rambam, Imani, says that you have 12 hours. Um, so it's a shorter, shorter amount of time once it comes out of the water. It is important to note that today with refrigeration, it could be longer than that amount of time. That as long as there's refrigeration and it's keeping the body intact, so then you'll be able to identify the body uh, with, uh, with more time. Uh, it could be more than three days. Um, okay, so that is, uh, that is the end of the Gemara. Essentially, the Gemara does not answer the question. And according to Rabbi Yehudim and Bava, is he coming to be more lenient? Is he coming to be uh, more stringent? It's unclear in the end um, whether he's coming to be lenient. It seems like uh, in the end of the day, we follow his position that, that we are more lenient to say that you have more than three days. But uh, from the Gemara itself, there's no conclusive evidence to say one way or the other. Okay, now let's begin the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah uh, is is a famous one for Yevamos. Um it's a very important one, um, and it's uh, it's a question also about how do we prove whether somebody or not, somebody actually died or not. So the Mishnah says as follows: Nafal lemaim bein sheish lehemsof bein sheein lehemsof ishto asura. Amr Meir Maisa beechat shenafal abor hagadol v'al alachar shloshi yamim. There's the first opinion is the opinion of Rav Meir. Rav Meir is of the opinion that whether it's if a person drowned, how do we know that a person died if they drowned? How do we know that they didn't come out? They were somehow saved. Um, you know, they, they held onto a branch and that they came out in some other in some other way, in some other uh, in a place where we couldn't we didn't see, and maybe that's how they escaped. So how do we know that if we see a person drown? How do we know that they actually drowned? If we don't have find the body, obviously we're talking about a case where we don't find the body. Maybe the maybe the person actually did survive somehow miraculously and uh, came out the other side. So. Rumeir says that it does not make a difference whether or not we're dealing with, let's say, an ocean, uh, essentially a place where you cannot see the shore on the other side. You can't see the shore. It could be that they that they they swam uh, to the other to the shore on the other side. It doesn't make a difference whether we're dealing with a well. Let's say a well is a pretty good example of a Mayim Sheishlam Sof, where where you could see in all directions. Let's say a person drowns in a well, you can't get the body. Uh, on, you know, terrible situation. These are all terrible situations, uh, but you can't get the body. Um, but uh, you could see, you could see. There's a discussion. How much do you have to see? Is it that you could see everywhere without turning your head? Do you have the ability to turn your head? Because maybe if you look one way, the person could have gone out the other way. That itself is a discussion. But a well is probably the simplest example 
uh, where you could see everything, everything that's going on. Even in that case, Rav Meir is of the opinion that we still are stringent because it could be that somehow they survived in the well if you don't have the body and um, they came out three days later, maybe after you left. They came, back, came out three days later from the well. And so Rav Meir takes this position and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's saying that we're, we're very, very concerned. Um, we're very concerned about uh, about uh, the fact that there's a possibility that he's alive if we don't have the body. Amr Rabbi Rabiosi says, "Maisa besuma shiar little b'marav v'yarad moshka achrav v'shal kidei shetetzin avsham v'isius nishusayim." Rabiosi says as follows: Rabiosi says that there was a um, there was a, a, a case where there was a blind person who went to go to the mikvah to immerse in the, in the mikvah in, in near a cave area. His guide went after him and. Um, they disappeared and they were there long enough for the, for the person to die because they disappeared there and the rabbis, they allowed them to get married because they disappeared there. So we see from here, says Rabbi to counteract Rav Meir, to say that, no, if, if we're able to see everything, if we can see everything, like it's in a, by a cave area, there's a, it's a mikvah, uh, and so uh, there, there's a, you can see it all four sides and, they, and they're there till uh, the amount of time it takes for a person to die and you witness this, so then, even if you don't have the body, it's good enough to uh, to establish that the person died and the wife could uh, get married. There's another case, which we also saw from last week's uh, Gemara. There was a certain person um, which uh, went uh, went uh, down into the sea with a rope and, uh, uh, and, and only his legs came back. He went down with a rope he only came back with his legs. Uh, that's all they had. So, that if what was cut off was above the knee, uh, so then they let him, uh, they let his wife get married because if, if his leg was cut off above the knee, so then uh, there's a, you know, very, it's uh, basically, it's certain that uh, the husband died. If it's below the knee, so then there's a chance that, chance that he survived. And again, that, that is, that is a case um, where you don't see on the other side. It's Maim She'en Lam Sof. That's not a, talking about a well. That's talking about a case where it's an open open area that you don't see the other side of the where the shore is on the other side. So because uh, you only have part of his leg, so then there's a chance that maybe he survived. You didn't see. You couldn't see the fact that maybe he ended up on the other side. And so therefore, uh, in that case, he cannot, he, uh, his wife cannot uh, get married. We cannot determine that he has, he has died. Okay, that is the Mishnah. It is interesting to point out that uh, one point is that um, if this happens and they don't find the body, so maybe she can't remarry. But is uh, do they sit? Does the family sit shiva for uh, a family relative who uh, we think they passed away? It's not a good enough evidence for us to allow his wife to remarry, but um, we ha- we can't find the body. Whatever the case is, whether it's at sea or uh, at war, different scenarios where we don't have the body, so do they sit Shiva? Um, so uh, the Marami Rutenberg says that they sit, the time, point of time where they sit Shiva is when they give up hope from finding the body. Again, it's to give up hope from finding the body, not when you give up hope from the person to be alive, but when you give up hope from finding the body, which could be at two different time periods. Um, and if the body is later found and they bury the body, there is no, there is no Shiva. There's just... Uh, well, during the days of, the, of, of, of moving the body to bury, then there's 
Avelos. There is a, there are laws of mourning, um, but because they already sat shiva, so then they wouldn't sit shiva again uh, in such a scenario. Um, and there's also a big discussion of what about the wife? Uh, if if the person's married, so then maybe they shouldn't they 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 shouldn't sit shiva because once they sit shiva, so then it looks like the wife could also remarry. But it's not sufficient evidence to allow her to remarry. So maybe there's a difference between somebody who's single versus somebody who's married. All of this is, is these are all big big discussions. Okay, let's begin the Gemara. Again, this is a brisa. This brisa is now. Um, Complementing what we saw in the Mishnah, that according to a mayor, if a person drowns, we don't find the body. Whether or not it's in a well, whether it's in an ocean, it doesn't make a difference. The wife remains forbidden because we haven't found the body yet. Maybe he somehow survived miraculously. The Chachamim, the majority, argue and they say, wait, if there's, uh, it's like a well or something like that where you could see on all four sides. So that if, if, if the husband actually did survive, you could see it. So then the wife is allowed to remarry because we could determine that the body drowned. However, it's, if it's in Lamsof, if, uh, if it's like an ocean and you, you can't see on the other side, so then the wife remains forbidden because it's possible that uh, the husband uh, swam to the other side. So Hechidami Maim Shish Lamsof will be an example of Maim Shish Lamsof where there's a limit. Uh, where, where you could see on all four sides. What, what, what is, what's an example of that? Uh, so the Gemara says, Basically what we said, that you can see on all four sides. It just refers to it as, There's a limit. What does the limit mean? It means that you can see it on all four sides. Again, it's, there's a question whether uh, you can see on all four sides by looking at one spot or whether by turning your head. Maybe it's only by one spot and not by turning your head because maybe it's possible the person... Um, Reach shore while you are looking in a different direction. That itself is is a discussion. Okay, so the Gemara has a few stories here. There's a person who drowned in a lake called Samki. So Rishela allowed the wife to get married. So this was Rishela did this. It's important to keep in mind the names here. Rishela was the one who allowed his wife to remarry. Rav now comes to Shmuel and says, This rabbi, we have to ex- excommunicate him because he issued the wrong ruling. He got the wrong ruling. He was wrong. And he doesn't know his halacha. He doesn't know the law. We have to excommunicate him. So Amalei, so Shmuel gives very sound advice and says, Nishach Leberesha, before you excommunicate him, find out what exactly is going on. Clarify the situation. Get all the details down and then we can figure it out. So Shalfulay, so they sent it to him, and they asked him, "Maim she'en ishto asura omuteras." They asked him, "If if it's like an ocean where or or a lake where you can't see on the other side, would you say that the wife is permissible to remarry or not?" Shalfulay ishto asura. He responded back by saying, "Of course it's not allowed." The agma disamki maim she'en So they asked him, "What about this lake that that that, that this lake that, that this person drowned in? Is it a situation where?" You could see all four on all four sides of the shore, or you can't. So he responded back, "Well, no, you cannot see on all four sides. It's uh, there's land, there's land that you can't see." So they said, they said back to him, "Umar, my time If that's the case, how could you rule that the wife is allowed to remarry?" So he responded back, "Mita I made a mistake. Why? What was my mistake? Not that he didn't understand the, the basic principles, but he made a wrong calculation." 
I thought that since the water was really just stagnant, there was there was very little waves and it was very stagnant. So I thought that it's equivalent to uh, a body of water where there, where you could see the end because it's 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 nearly impossible for the person to just go to the other side because there are no waves. But below he came into Kigali. I thought it was stagnant, but there were some waves there. There were some waves because there were some waves. I was wrong because it could have been that the waves carried him away from it, from the, our vision, allowing the person to emerge on the other side. So he admits that he made a mistake, and it wasn't a mistake on the basics. It was a mistake on a certain calculation about whether or not the waves were strong enough to carry the person. So we see that uh, Rav asked, uh, he inquired about this before he excommunicated him, and Shmuel had uh, sound advice to say, look into the matter. And it was very good that they looked into the matter. So Karishmuel led Rav Lo Oven. So Shmuel said about Rav that uh, because he's a righteous individual, nothing, uh, no mischief will, will come about through him. Rav uh, will not make this mistake to excommunicate Rav Shila. And Rav was good. Uh, he, he's a, he's so he's such a righteous individual that he wouldn't uh, make such a mistake, and he didn't make such a mistake. And then Kari Rav led to Shmuel. Rav said back to Shmuel Uchua Berov Yois. He said back to Shmuel. That salvation comes in much counsel. How important it is before making uh, all decisions, but definitely significant decisions too. Uh, and if you sp- certainly, if you don't know the facts uh, about what's happening, so then to inquire, to ask, and to ask for advice. And so Rav asked for advice, and Shmuel gave him advice. And it was because of that that Rav did not put him into uh, into therib, to excommunicate him. And we even have uh, we have chuvas, we have responsa where the, they're asked, the rabbis are asked certain questions about uh, something happened in some other city where a rabbi was lenient. Even in, in the cases that we're discussing here about the about a husband about a wife remarrying after the husband died, and the response by some of them are, well, I'm sure that rabbi is a is a is a halat, is an acceptable rabbi. You have to make sure he's an acceptable rabbi to to decide on such matters. These are very uh, serious matters that not everybody could uh, paskin, even if. They have the title rabbi. This is they have to be very much uh, uh, very knowledgeable and Talmid uh, Chachamim, Torah scholars. Uh, but this person was, and he said, "You can rely on him. You don't need my advice. I trust him. He probably did the right thing. He's a he's a great Torah scholar." Um, and here we the Gemara here also we, we see that there's a there's a certain balance here of really giving them the benefit of the doubt, giving an honor to the rabbi, making sure you have to look into it. Not just to, you don't have to trust them. Blindly, but you have to look into it. But you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. You have to give them the proper honor um, during these uh, when when you think that they made the wrong decision to really look into it and give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's see a few more lines of the Gemara. Tanya, Amar Rebbe, there was a brisa where Rebbe, Rebbe Yehuda Nasi said, There was an incident where two people were fishing with nets in the Jordan River. And one of them entered a certain cave with a, where there was a pond of fish next to the shore. He entered into there. And uh, his friend, uh, sorry, um, went into this sort of cave where there's, there's fish. And then it, the sun started to set and he didn't see the, the, the exit to the cave. It was getting dark. And his friend waited there until the amount of time he was in the water, uh, he was actually inside the water, uh, and so his friend waited there until the amount of time that it ta- that it takes for a person to drown, because he thought that since he's not coming out, 
He probably drowns. What did he do? The next day, the friend who's waiting, who, who witnessed this, goes ahead and tells the family that your, your, your husband, your father, he died. Uh, the next day, sunrise comes, and this person was, was just standing there in the cave the whole night. He didn't drown. And he, he, he notices, he's able to see now, now that it's sunrise, he's able to see the opening to the cave. So he goes into his house and he sees that they're all mourning over his death. And he says, hi, I'm home. Um, and, so, and so he says, it's not true, I'm, I'm alive. So I'm a Rebbe. Rebbe said, based on this, we see how great the words are of the Chachamim. How great are the words of the Chachamim, of our sages, who say that if you're able to see the end and you could tell whether or not they left, so then you could you could testify and the wife is allowed to remarry. But if you can't tell the end, you don't know for sure, you don't know with certainty, so then the wife remains forbidden because it could be possible that he ended up on the other side, that he survived, and this is how great their words are. Now, uh, in the next recording, we'll get into what happens, we'll get more into, into the specific details about this and why this is true. If it's, in fact, the majority of the time they don't survive, why can't we follow the majority? All of this requires great analysis, uh, but we'll see some of it in the, in the next recording.